and welcome to episode 52 of After All This Time Always with me, your host, Mr. Tom Toll. Me, Mr. Patrick Holland. And some say he's the Madame Maxine of the podcast. Mm. Yes. He's ashamed of his background. <laughs> it's producer Joe Power. <laughs> Uh, I'm not, Mum. If you're listening, I'm not at all. <laughs> I had a lovely upbringing. Not thinking. your side of the family, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're recording in Podsmead. When I used to be sitting uh, in front of the Woody Allen picture, I was ashamed of my background. Hey. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> lovely stuff. Very lovely nice. Stuff. I need to do something at the top of the show, guys. Oh, go on. I've got some top trumps here. It will come into play in the quiz later. Okay. So just pick a card, mate. Pick one card. Don't show it to Pat. Don't tell me. Did you get Ivanka? I'm going for Jared. Trump Trump card. Trump jokes, yeah. They will be... But Jared's not Jared Trump, is he? uh, Oh, no, it's Jared Kushner. Who's the Trump... um, Judd? Is it Judd Trump? No. Eric. Oh, Judd Trump's Eric. the snooker player. <laughs> Judd Trump. <laughs> I would go for him. He's, he's, he's the best. He's, well, like, he's a like master's Finger. champion. <laughs> the best Trump. He's the best Trump. Um, uh, how are we, guys? I'm all right, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. If you guys have never listened to this podcast, me, Pat and Joe are three friends who met at a Catholic boys' school and we never went and interrupted a Native American protest. Uh, <laughs> That's absolutely true. I can say with 100% certainty that we didn't... We got up some hijinks, sure. Certainly, but we never went and, uh, you know, rallied against abortion. No. I think unless, it's safe to unless say... Unless you guys did that in your spare time. <laughs> no, no. I, it's safe to say I've never smirked in my life. No, no. no. <laughs> I've smiled, definitely, but I've never smirked. It was a smirk as well, wasn't it? What? Oh, oh, it was a real smirk. Yeah, that was uh, that was some news. I mean, I by the time listeners are listening to this, uh, old news, very old news. It is old news. Uh, so let's get up with updated news from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what have how have you guys' weeks been? Uh, mine, mine's been good, thanks, mate. I finished reading the book that we were meant to have read last week, so ready to talk about that later. Nevermore. Tune in for that, listeners. Joe, what have you been up to? Yeah, I did most. I did much the same as you, mate. I've, I've had quite a busy week. Uh, it took me a long time to edit the podcast, mostly because I didn't have much time to do it. So mostly sorry, I, there was so much gold. Oh, not a not a lot of gold in that, mate. Sure. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was it was broadly fine. I had a record amount cut from a show, though. We were recording hey. for an awfully long time. <laughs> High five, Pat. Check us out. Yes, that's a good thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because we, we recorded for ages last time. Let's try and get, let's get, let's short and sweet this week. Not for the listeners, but just... Thanks you know, so to... much for listening, guys. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, is that, that all right? Yeah? Perfect. Perfect length. <laughs> how, long, how long have we been going? <laughs> we, so far, we've been recording for three minutes. Yeah, that's And I guarantee much. this won't be three minutes by the time listeners are listening to it. That's, that's far too... No, that's, this has been an all right amount. I think it's fine. Healthy. What, yeah. What have, what's, what have you done with your week, Joe? What, what's... Well, I edited the podcast. I did some work with uh, a little-known band called Codes in the Clouds. Uh, Now I want to talk about it, but we haven't got time. (laughs) (laughs) What a shame. Do you play music? Yeah, I played some music. Yeah, played some music music with them. Got a lot more uh, music to be played over the coming months. Oh, check out Top of the Pops for some of that. Tom, how's how's your week been, mate? Uh, Yeah, I've been good. I uh, have been supporting um, Stephen Kamos on tour the last two nights. Oh, lovely. Very nice. uh, It was Colchester on Friday at the Colchester Arts Centre, which was a lovely crowd. and also, there was a Taco Bell around the corner. Oh, very nice. Which is amazing. For American listeners, that's a rarity in this country. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and I, because I, I remember, because the last time I did that, I gigged with a guy called uh, Bobby Mayer, 
who's a Canadian. And he's and funny. He's funny. And he made the observation, a Taco Bell in Colchester is like having a Greg's in LA. Right? <laughs> 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 Which was a lovely, lovely phrase. Oh, uh, so, lovely. T- and then, uh, so I drove to that one. And then on the Saturday, I was in uh, Coventry, well, War- Warwick Arts Centre. Okay. Um, I went to Coventry Station. I got the train there and uh, walked three miles. Lovely. Lovely How stuff. many steps, mate? Oh, loads, mate. Absolutely <laughs> loads. <laughs> loads. Um, and on the way that... I was, so I'd, I was listening to a variety of things. One of the things I mainly listened to was uh, Weezer. Dropped a new album this week. The covers album. The, the Teal album. The Teal album. Yes. Uh, so, and it was... Absolutely chucking it down with rain. So listening to uh, Africa. Africa. Which yeah. is a great song, but then I've never really listened to the lyrics before. Okay. What is that song about? Africa. Uh, isn't it? It sounds like a pining gap year student. Because it's like... It sounds like he's just bragging about all the things he's done. And you just by the end, I just thought I'm very, you're very tedious. Um, <laughs> and then the covers album continued. It's, it sort of went off track and then it hit, hit you with Take On Me. Perfect. Yeah, quite a good and then cover that, when, wasn't it? Yeah. When No Scrubs came on, lovely stuff. Uh, last night, after getting back from Coventry, mm. uh, there was a load of Millwall fans on the train. Mm. And shall we say, up to their eyeballs, uh, they were. <laughs> One of them uh, in was... Toll. In Toll. Well, they kept going to the, to the, uh, to the, um, to the train uh, toilet. The, the lavatory. Oh. The lavatory. Um, God, they must have... Well, they must uh, have needed a lot of toilets. Talking their heads off. They were talking their heads off, sure. and one of them uh, was elbowing the doors of the train because it was trying to close. Uh, he was going into an adjourning carriage, and he was elbowing it. And I just, I just, at then I was thinking, well, he, he is a silly man. <laughs> these, these men have had too much coffee today. Yes, they, they, they can't. Oof. They need the loo, and they're very jittery. I've, I've forgotten what we've said so far. So if we haven't teed it up, we will be doing bad movie recommendations this week. Tom and I had to watch Downsizing. For listeners that like uh, the Rage of Pat, uh, were maybe sort of dreading this because this would be uh, Tom and I complaining about a film. I have a funny feeling you'll still be hearing some uh, Patrick Rage yeah, yeah, <laughs> when he disagrees with mine and Tom's opinions yeah, on this film. Contrarians. <laughs> <laughs> what a pair of contrarians. We haven't even said our opinion yet. I haven't even said it. He's still disagreeing with it. Shall I let the listeners know what we've got coming up on the show, guys? Yes. Yeah. What we got, Jim? Okay. Well, we've got. Uh, we I got round to reading some emails, so uh, we'll we'll do a bit of that later. Hopefully, Mal will be uh, here. We've got. Uh, oh, is this is it canon for our podcast if it turns up in the post credits? Because um, we can. Well, uh, well, we're, we're now we, calling it Week Geek and the Jock. Yeah. yeah. The Week, the Geek, and the Jock. I think that, it is canon. It's, it's not a deleted scene. It's just a. Uh, yeah, well, it's a post-credit. Suppose, it, te- it teased out what was coming up next week. I yeah, suppose Marvel for style. anyone that didn't listen, they'll realise that, oh, from now on, I'm just going to need to listen to the post-credits. You're going to have to listen to all of it from now listen on, please, listener. So there's plenty of uh, geekery When you week. hear Joe say, baggers, he's <laughs> <laughs> not actually gone. I don't... He's not actually gone. No, you've got to keep listening. <laughs> I know, I know normally... Bad, that was a bad impression. Normally, if someone says bye, you don't hang around and be like, what else is happening? <laughs> <laughs> what else is coming up? <laughs> that can't be Are it. Are you blaming this on me? <laughs> if, no, if I'm just I'm explaining off. why someone would go, oh, that's the end of the podcast. Hang up. Yeah. Yeah. Said there is no post-credit. Yeah. Oh, he's fact, there, well, there's, po- there's post-credits in <laughs> most of the... Eric Cartman on the podcast. Baggers! I say bye, guys. No, you say... Bilbo Baggins. 
You say five guys, anyone? Right. <laughs> Go on. Go on, Joe. What else is coming up on the show? Uh, bad movie recommendations. Yeah, uh, discussing downsizing, uh, as we spoke about. And I've got a little quiz, uh, which is why you took a top trump card earlier, because that oh, yeah. may or may not be the snitch in this week's quiz. But first of all, we've got some... Peeves! Yes, we do. Well, I actually don't have any peeves, so I'm right. going to sit back and relax. Cool. Well, we spoke about um, the director of Superbad. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, Greg Matola. Greg Matola, yes. yes. Yep, sorry, I did have a peeve. Yep. <laughs> um, I thought that, that I thought that bit got cut. Did it not get cut? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I should have looked into that. That's right. Don't worry about it, Pat. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, mate. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Greg Matola. Did uh, Arrested Development, a few of those. Yes, the Greg Matola of Rock and Roller. Let's yeah. go. Bosh. Um, we, you, we did a callback in the show about uh, me uh, uh, and you... About having Spotify with a telephone contract, uh-huh. you cut the original chat. So ah. for anyone listening, they'd have gone. Why, <laughs> yeah, they just, yeah. why is Tom just pointing out that he's got Spotify with a telephone contract? Then they laughed. Um, uh, well, half the fun. Half the fun. Um, the yeah, five I, stars. I prefer all the fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's half the fun. Yeah. I, cut, I cut the setup. I, cut, <laughs> I just gave you the punchline. Half the fun. You don't need so much that's, fun. But that's <laughs> us though. We're we're half the fun of we a normal are, podcast. We are cutting back on the fun. <laughs> half <laughs> the fun, twice the podcast. That's our motto. <laughs> From an article in uh, on August uh, 2017. The five stars from Game of Thrones that were on £500,000 an episode mm-hmm. were Lena Headley, Peter, Di- yeah. Peter Dinklage, yeah. Nicol- Nicolaj Costa-Waldo, Jamie. Kit Harrington, and Amelia Clark. So Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams weren't amongst Interesting. those. Interesting. Which I think is very odd, because mm. I definitely would have put those two in the top bracket. Yeah, absolutely. Especially Sophie Turner, who's in the flipping X-Men films. Yeah. Could it be an age thing, that their characters are so much... Maybe when they started working on the show, they were so much younger, so they didn't need to command such a high salary. Possibly. But yeah. at this stage in the game, you hope they're earning the same yeah, as all the others. Because yeah. Maisie Williams especially just physically puts in... Yeah, yeah, surely so, so much more time than uh, Must have, than yeah. Daenerys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. She's got all the um, she's got the, the choreography. She's got, all the yeah. she's got all this. Yeah. So I hope they're all learning the same now. Absolutely. You got any peeves, Pat? Uh, just two. Um, I said I said that Jonah Hill was working on a Ghostbusters uh, movie when I meant Channing Tatum. I got my Jump Street boys mixed up. Oh right. Um, but That's it was fine. even then it was only over a rumor. And I said that the new Spider Man. Uh, is written and directed by John Watts, the same guy that did Homecoming, but it's only directed by him. Oh, he, he didn't did, write it. He did write and direct Homecoming, but he's only directing the new mm. one. Oh, okay. But he worked with writers on Homecoming who have written the new one. Sure. Right. But just for just for clarity, I had to point it out. Sure. Thanks. Uh, no, thank That's you. What this I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> still not, not, I'm still not 100 percent behind it. Uh, it's still the same creative team, essentially. Okay, sure. But, you know, J.J. Abrams approved of The Last Jedi. Publicly, at least. <sighs> Had he seen the final cut before he approved? Oh, I don't know. I'm still angry about it. <laughs> I'm still so angry. <laughs> I, I will, hands down, say Homecoming was easily the best Spider-Man movie. Um, yes. I, oh, I, yeah. I've never yeah, yeah, been yeah. impressed with the Spider-Man films. Even when they were the, the, the hip thing, you mm. know... Uh, the one and two. Mm. Everyone referred to number Spider-Man Two as the best superhero movie at the time, and I, I just never got on board with it. Okay, well, thank you for your peeves, guys. Yeah, as always, 
if ever there was something wrong with the show, you'll hear about it first. <laughs> <laughs> If you watch Batman Begins, Michael Caine says to him, or like he says, oh, you still haven't given up on me. And he goes, never. never. Up until that moment in the third movie where he literally gives up on him. <laughs> it is quite annoying. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Oh, you've been hit by an owl. Yeah, I have. I think that owl's dead. That owl <laughs> yeah. is well and truly dead. It's <laughs> not moving. Wearing one of those old uh, Viking helmets with the spikes <laughs> on it. I'm not falling for this again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have a few emails Lovely. to go through. Uh, I'm picking and I'm picking and I'm choosing. We've got another subcategory of the train weirdo. Karen Quinn has submitted hers. She's a bedrocker. Oh. Uh, because she listens in bed and giggles so much that it moves the bed and wakes her husband. Who is Fred <laughs> Flintstone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Bedrock. We, yeah, uh, thanks, go. Pat. <laughs> we, uh, that's a um, good one. Thanks for In case anyone didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed, uh, Flintstones lived in a town called... Bedrock. Bedrock. Yeah. Um, and uh, what, what I've done there. Yeah, go on. <laughs> go on, tell them. She said she's a bedrocker, which means she's yeah. from the town of Bedrock. And she said yeah. she's married to Fred yeah. Flintstone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is classic. Like that that hilarity in shoes. That is classic. Uh, Biddy D's got in touch for the first time this year. Took Ledge. you long enough, Biddy D. Uh, happy New Year, mate. But, happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, Biddy D. But crucially, we've got Rick Waller update. Oh, <gasps> Uh, he says uh, Rick Waller actually lives where Beardy D lives <gasps> uh, and we've got a horrendous nightclub called Life that is a great Life. name that is almost nightclub. as good as uh, Bex the Heath's nightclub Pure Pure <laughs> which is anything but <laughs> what I love about the club name Life is you could actually be on a night out and say what time does life end <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I've been on a night and you said that. <laughs> said it. But, but it was a single entendre. That's true. Yeah. There was no doubly about it. Um, crucially, uh, life is uh, situated above a Burton's, so <laughs> which gives you a good idea of what it's like. Uh, and Rick Waller was Rick Waller was often seen there uh, taking photos with drunken lads and ladesses. Uh, he was taking the photos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Biddy D. Uh, can you clarify that, Biddy D? Thank yeah, you, was, did he work in the nightclub as, <laughs> he's a, he's a as the official photographer? <laughs> um, he says, uh, it's been about five years since I've stepped in there, so I can't confirm if he's still a local life legend. I hope he is. Mm-hmm. So do we. So I'd love I, it. Yeah. I'd love it if he was uh, an exam invigilator still. By, d- by day. <laughs> life <laughs> photographer <laughs> by now. <laughs> Uh, Biddy D also asked, and this led us to a, a little task this week, actually, was uh, whether we'd seen the Fire Festival documentary, which we have all watched. We'll discuss that in a sec. Uh, he also wanted to know what our thoughts are on the upcoming new attraction at the Warner Brothers Studio Tour. Uh, do we have any predictions? Or I think I've got an idea. Go on. I think it could be the recreation of the Dobby death scene. Okay. Or they're going to build a beach. Yeah, build a beach, have Dobby dying. I mean, Malfoy Manor could be just Malfoy Manor in general could be one of the. Lo- I've not been to the studio th- tour, so no. I don't. I don't know what's. Have they got Hagrid's heart? Surely they. Yeah, no, they, uh, they do. I think they do. I can't actually remember. I can't actually. If remember. they haven't got could, Hagrid's heart yet, surely. They to be honest, next. they've be not bit, got many locations um, apart. They've got like the Great Hall, mm. um, and then on the outside, you've got the the Privet Drive, front of Privet Drive, the Night Bus. Um, but obviously they don't have Hogwarts there because all Hogwarts really was 
interiors. In, interiors. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe I I don't know. It's it's tough because when I went to the Harry Potter uh, world of Harry Potter in Warner Brothers, they don't really have much from the first two films, really. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Which oh, is weird because they, they seem oh, to be the ones know. with the most production design. Yeah, I mean, in there's loads of like props. Um, they do have like a small bit of the Weasley's house. Right. Um, they have Dumbledore's office. They have Snape's uh, classroom. Oh yeah, I mean, if they could build the if they could build a functioning burrow. Yeah. So you could walk up to it from the outside, see it like several stories oh. tall, and then you can go in and there's washing up, cleaning itself, yeah. and they, stuff they, like that. And obviously, they, there's Diagon Alley. They have, yeah. Um, yeah. they do have like the interior of the burrow that you can look at, and there's like, cho- you know, a, a knife chopping on its own and stuff yes. like that, and a pot Excellent. stirring on its own. That's yeah. all I want to say. It's pretty, yes. pretty wicked. Um, yeah. um, I mean, this, th- th- that, this would, would be a could... great bit to revisit actually in a few months because one of the people in this room knows what it is and has signed a non disclosure agreement. So, who's yeah. the best actor in the room? We'll find out later. But well, it's me. Um, it's <laughs> 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 the only professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's very That's true. Uh, how, how would you feel so, like, let's find out who's the best bass player? <laughs> Well, no, I mean, we it's know. a slap in the um, face, isn't it? Uh, that's a good, you slap in the base. <laughs> oh, yes, come on! Thank you. Everyone, grow up. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the fire documentary. We all watched it, didn't we? I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved it. It was all yeah. It, it was, was a awesome. real. I didn't say it. Okay, oh, Pat actually didn't watch it. I was just trying to be a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought tougher than it looks, isn't it? <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> I saw it and thought it was incredible. It was great because. Do, do, do you remember when it happened? Yeah, yeah. See, now this was the question I wanted to ask you, boys. How much uh, new information did you glean? Because I I remember being obsessed with the story as it was going on, uh, and, and following it online and seeing the the pictures people were sharing of a bap with a cheese slice in it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and that, that the features. state of the toilets and stuff, and just being like, oh my god, this is a, this is an amazing story. Is there anything new in the documentary? There's loads of stuff that I didn't know about. I, I remember it happening, and I remember being like, what's Jar all up to? You know? <laughs> um, but I certainly don't remember all the background information you get about Billy, who's uh, Billy McFarland. Yes. Who's the main guy behind yeah, it all, which and was, how much of a con artist he is. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very... just. I don't know, you meet chances um, mm. in certain industries. And no, not just industry, in the life. You meet someone and you immediately know that they are full of it, you know, and they're just all talk. Yeah. Um, and you watch this documentary going, that's what this guy is. But yeah. no one's calling him on it. No. <laughs> and <laughs> and he, so many interesting characters pop up in the uh, in the talking heads. It's, it's, uh, it, was, it was just amazing seeing how... Just how he thought things, he, the things they didn't think about, like, uh, you know, the island that they wanted to host it on mm. doesn't have plumbing. So where are yeah. these people going to go to the toilet? And, and, the, and there are all these other add-ons that he was just trying to chuck on so people would buy these more expensive tickets. But he's selling things he didn't have, right. like, uh, you know, breakfast with some influencer on a yacht that but he doesn't have and stuff like but this. But even without nothing, he still managed, like... You know, he didn't get away with it, but he still managed to set it up. So I'm thinking... I'm pretty sure, like, like the Red Cross turned up. Like, that it was declared a humanitarian disaster or I something think, yeah. at the time, all these people stranded. Yeah. And what I loved was it was it showed how much we've come. Like, back in the day, it used to be, oh, you know, have some faith. If you build it, they will come. Today, it's like, you don't even have to build it. They'll just come yeah, if, yeah, like, yeah. if Kendall Jenner yeah. says she's going to be well, there. Let's, let's, thousands of people that will was, buy that a ticket. That was incredible. Let's set up a Harry Potter festival. 
<laughs> just let's do it. Just, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe's going to be there, guys. You know, we need a rapper. Who are we going to have? Macklemore. <laughs> we'll have Macklemore. Um, we're rather than say uh, fire festivals in the Bahamas, we could just have it like at a Kent seaside town, Danson Park, Fiend Fire Festival, the Fiend Fire Festival. Let's yeah. do it. Let's make right. Okay, so tickets are going on sale. The Fiend Fire Festival in March. Yeah, they're going to be seventeen hundred pounds. Yeah, we're going to set it in a Kent seaside town. Breakfast with Radcliffe. Guarantee you, Richard we're Harris. Gonna, I'm not specifying which Radcliffe. <laughs> Richard Harris will be there. <laughs> we're Guaranteed. Gonna, we're going to recreate the Dobby death scene for every new arrival. That's what you have to do with. Brilliant. <laughs> do you remember your Christmas presents a few years ago? The wands I bought you? Yes. Every, everyone gets a wand. Everyone, everyone gets, gets a, a wand. wand. Yeah. A fresh one just snapped from a tree. <laughs> there you go. It'd be so, it is easy to con people if they... Because they... Like, these influencers they interviewed were like, yeah, I started thinking it's a bit weird. Like, I'd think it was weird if I was... Before I'd left the house. Mm. Like, I would have called things on it. I would like, come on, this, this what, what's going on? Like, but these people actually went out there. And to mm. be honest... You don't feel sorry for any of them because although they might have spent money on it, these people are all after stories. So yeah. they've got stories. They've got oh, a yeah. great story. Yeah. You know, the people you felt sorry for were the people that worked on the island, um, the locals who oh, were do they unpaid. Yeah. Do they think? Yeah, they've oh, that's, that's Some lady lost, who did all the catering just lost so much money. Luckily, she's got a lot back. She's recouped a lot. She had to spend her whole life savings on yeah. paying people's wages. 50,000 oh 50, of her yeah. life savings. She's life recouped savings. a lot of the money from um, a uh, go, uh, go yeah, fund me. GoFundMe. Was, sure, was surely this movie will help. Yeah, oh, the since, document, since the documentary. But, the, okay, and the, but there's good. another documentary, isn't there? There's the Hulu there's a, one. There is, yeah. Netflix just knew how to piss on their fire didn't they yeah they knew, mad how, to, is this they knew how to piss on their f- fire festival <laughs> <laughs> so uh so as uh, as well as um watching the fire documentary i watched a horror movie by myself oh yeah um, okay my wife anna has got really into um a league of their own like she's obsessed with it with the, the james, james corden thing yeah the not the the um the show where they go off, not on League of Their Own, the studio bit. The Top Gear specials, where the, they go off the, and right, do so it. Freddie Flintoff and Jamie Redden yeah, go off and do uh, some stuff. Yeah, a League of Their Own, or as she keeps putting it, The Last Leg. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> she gets <laughs> it completely wrong. Different show. Different show altogether. But yeah, so she went off uh, one night this week and was just watching it, and I was just like, well, I'm going to go into the bedroom, I'm going to watch uh, the second half of Chelsea versus Tottenham. And then that went to penalties. And then after that, I was like, well, I don't think she, she, I could hear her watching the show. I was like, mm. I'll just put on uh, a film. So I put on Ghost Stories. And have you guys seen Ghost Stories? The Martin yeah. Freeman. One. Martin Freeman. Paul uh, Andy, not Andy, no, not it Paul looks Whitehouse. good, though. Yeah. I, rem- I remember when it was advertised. Mike of Michael's Corner watched it the other day. He said it was uh, worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch. It's, but it reminded me the last time I watched a horror movie by myself. And it was probably Scream 3. Um, wow! Yeah, wow. Uh, <laughs> Wait, and it was movie? it. I well, I, I used I watched it at my parents' house because I used to crash back there for about twenty four years. Um, and <laughs> I don't know why, but I was the only one in the house. I remember that, and I remember being like, oh, "I'll just watch this" because I've watched the previous two. Mm. And just I just convinced myself, and I just remembered how scary watching the screen movies were because for me they were my only reference points for horror movies mm. because them and The Shining. Right, I watched The Shining way too young. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah, I think did we you? all did. Yeah, no. Way too young. I, I was like, actually, I don't I actually like, remember the first time I watched The Shining. I was like 10, I think, maybe even younger. No, do you know what? I, I remember the first time I watched it, and I was too young to watch it. But before I watched it, I was with my brother Jed, and we were watching a Kubrick documentary together. So it kind of took all the scary stuff out of it. Right. I was okay. I was watching. Only uh, Joe Power could uh, watch a documentary before they watched the film. <laughs> my, no, I was going to say my older brother that's... was watching the documentary. It was a great documentary. We've too. all got older brothers, so I was going to say I, I'm. Sh- I, I don't remember specifically the first time I watched it, but I know it was with my brother. Mm. He's five years older than me, so he probably wanted to see yeah. it and said, I wa- hey, "Watch this." Yeah. I watched it with my brother and said, "Can I come sleep with you tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> we had just moved into our own rooms. We had just had the loft converted, so then my mum and dad went up into the loft. Me and my two brothers got our own rooms, and then I was like, "Well." I am not sleeping by myself tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I moved him. <laughs> I slept next to him. Especially because, as we know from what, like episode one or two, you had a fear of ghostly girls. <sighs> exactly. So come that... play with us, Johnny. Oh, that doesn't help. No, it does not. I think that might even when it when it stemmed from. Really, possibly. Okay, yeah. so you're watching Scream Three. I'm watching Scream Three, and I just just it, I just remember instantly thinking this is a bad idea. And every little movement. And I just remember being so happy when my parents arrived back home. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, like the end of Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, like big time. And I just, it's, yeah. I, I don't, what, how are you guys with horror movies? Because the thing about ghost stories is it's just an old-fascioned, like, s- scary film. Sure. Mm. And well, yes, there are little girls in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bad with horror films. I don't like horror films, actually, for the most part. Um but that is, but saying that, uh, when Get Out came out, mm. um, I knew it was directed by Jordan Peele uh, because I'm a big fan of Key and Peele. And I was like, oh, I really want to see that, but I didn't want to go see it in the cinema because I thought I'd be too scared. Then I really regretted not seeing it in the cinema after yeah. I watched it. I was like, that was an amazing film. Yeah, I'd have liked now, to have seen that in the film. Now I've seen the trailer for his new film, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I can watch that in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> it looks too scary, but it will probably be great, and I'll regret it again. Mm. Well, if, it's, if it's anything like Get Out, where it has those, like Get Out had those scenes that, you don't have to see him on a big screen, but the, mm. like the bit where he's falling and whatnot, yeah. like like yeah, it, it, but it the, was no, good. but the guy running directly at the camera on yeah, the big screen God. would have been. I mean, yeah, that was that was enough. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant, though. but that didn't didn't scare me too much. That film, whereas like for me, I'm a sucker for those like quiet, quiet bang sort of horror films. Like they always get me. I hate that. I hate it if someone if I know someone's hiding from me and they're going to jump out at me. What's the right. I hate What's it. the films which are the the what the films that really get me? Just any like those stereotypical What are they called though? The ones where they're like oh something like, in the what, house jump and, scares and stuff. Or like yeah. schlocky horror. Like not is it super not supernatural. What's what's they called? Paranormal? Paranormal activity. Oh, right. paranormal activity. Paranormal right, activity. Okay. Yeah, that literally that's all they are. It's yeah. just quiet, 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 and here we come. And then something moves. So, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. They, they, yeah, yeah. they, they sell the film on something scary is going to happen. You watch it for 30 minutes just going, what is going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. But no, those films don't really affect me because I don't believe in ghosts. So <clears throat> what's, what's weird is that one of the films that scared me the most was The Omen, the original Omen. Mm. And I must have watched it when I was about eight. And like being raised a Catholic kid, the idea that the devil was inside a boy somewhere sure. and this boy was like killing his babysitter. And you've got that scene where the new babysitter is in the hospital. She's just about to kill the mom. You don't know she's in the room, but she walks yeah. out of the shadows from behind the door. It just freaked the hell out of me. And, and the soundtrack, obviously, because yeah. it sounds so... Um, Ominous. Yeah, or, or just like hymns you'd hear, but 
terrifying him. Ominous. Yeah, sure. ominous. Um, but since then, like... <laughs> Definitely ominous. I would actually consider... <laughs> it's ominous. Yeah. It's ominous. No, no, but you went, yeah, but more than... Like, no, no, just, just settle. <laughs> just, just settle on ominous. Just agree. <laughs> no, Sorry, but Pat, films you were like, talking about being ominous. Films like, um, <laughs> films like Scream yeah. actually freak me out. Because they're real life. Like a, 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 I know for a fact a person could kill other people mercilessly. Yeah, that idea scares me more than paranormal mm. activity and all the house is haunted. I know it's not really haunted, but I do know there are people out there that just kill people sure. just for the yeah. sake of it. That that is far more terrifying to me. You're listening to after all this time, <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I forgot we had uh, another another little message, uh, oh. another couple, one from Dean, uh, telling us to, uh, if we want a bad movie, we should watch Glitter, the f- 2001 film starring Mariah Carey. Yeah, that has, <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> has Thanks on. for the recommendation, Dean. We are now, because I've said it on mic, we're now going to have to go through with that. At some point, yeah. Also, uh, Tom got in touch, not you. Uh, saying, if you want a bad movie recommendation, that yep. seems it seems the perfect way to start these yes. sort of <laughs> messages. <laughs> yep. I hereby nominate Howard the Duck, directed oh, by Steven Spielberg, yeah. production by Lucas Films, starring Leah Thompson. Fucking dreadful. <laughs> Have either of you <laughs> seen you, Howard Tom. the Duck? I've, no. I've not seen Howard the Duck no, or so Glitter. Potentially, yeah. But I only I only knew of Howard the Duck as a reference. Uh, I think through Mark Kermode bringing it up once, and then Howard the Duck turns up in the post credits of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the first one. Uh, and had Mark Kermode not brought that up, I would have been very confused by the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. But yeah, okay, I guess we've got to watch it now. No, I was thinking the other day. Very often we'll have stories from our week, and yeah. me and Joe meet up. You would jar me up. Me and you never meet up. We rarely meet up. I think I've. I think I've met. Do up. we like each other? <laughs> <laughs> I, was about to say, I think I've. I think I've been out drinking with your wife more recently than I've yeah, been out I think drinking so. with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's do something this week. Yeah. Oh, can I come? No. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, mate. <laughs> 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 this will be dead in the water. Don't leave me alone. Just be me and Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what started as a nice segue into bad movie recommendations, yes. <laughs> uh, no, I just... hereby introduce bad movie recommendations. Bad movie recommendations. What the heck did you do that for? That's for using my towel the other day. Oh, but it is. It is demanded by the gods, it is. Oh, no, no, the beast. So this week, Pat made Tom and I watch the film Downsizing, Downsizing. starring Matt Damon. I believe it came out, what, two years ago? A year yes. ago? Uh, just over a year. Right, so just, just to tear up for the listeners. Yeah, tear up, Joe. When, when scientists discover how to shrink humans to five inches tall as a solution to overpopulation, Paul played by Matt Damon, and his wife Audrey, Kristen Wiig, decide to abandon their stressed lives in order to get, a, get small and move to a new downsized community, a choice that triggers life-changing adventures. Okay, so that's the, that's the setup. That's the premise of this right, film. That's the premise. Yeah. So. Let's, let's, uh, let's go in. Let's unpack downsizing. Okay. So, uh, you know how Jurassic Park starts? Yeah. Yes. And you think, Brilliant. So they're going to go to a theme park about dinosaurs, but the movie kicks in because everything goes wrong. 
And in the first scene, they tee up the fact that they, they're struggling to control these dinosaurs. Before we mm. see them go to the theme park, we see a park ranger killed by a raptor. Mm. Yeah. It's dangerous. They, they mention several times there's been accidents at the park. We need people to come in and sign off the safety. So, yes, we're kind So, that's what I was assuming was going to happen. Right. That in the downsizing, he was going to get lost and be in the real world as a little person, or that Connolly would be attacked and, and stuff would go wrong and... and there was just nothing there. It, mm. The movie poster shows him with a next to a ruler. Yeah. yeah. So I assume there'll be some interaction with him as a small guy with big yeah. things. With him with naught. Yeah. Thought that would happen. But that <laughs> doesn't happen at all. And what happens is not that, much. That, that was a massive feature in the, uh, in the trailer, I remember, with the big bottles of absolute vodka. But that was mm. just like a glancing shot at one yeah. point. And, the, uh, when they're on that flipping boat. And th- this is a movie that, let's not forget, came out after Ant-Man, where mm. Ant-Man was also tiny on an all-white poster. Yeah. I believe with a uh, actual size caption underneath him, like Matt Damon, and interacted with... So it's like, we've seen... And already in, like, Honey, we, I Shrunk the Kids, we've seen small people around normal-sized things that appear huge in comparison. Yeah. What are you going to do? We only saw it a few months ago in a huge blockbuster. What are you going to do with it that's different? They didn't do anything. Um, Apparently nothing. They did nothing. Yeah. So I I don't... Th- also, you know what immediately became apparent to me was this was a TV series. This was yeah. never a movie. Think yeah, about probably. the amount of jumps it kept... Right, 10 years later. A year later. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. It's yeah. a TV series. It clearly is a TV series. It didn't allow its... It, it didn't... Even the bit half an hour in where you saw the actual downsizing procedure, I thought, well, this should have been the opening shots. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. Well, this this was a point I made. So, in the first thirty seconds of the film, you see scientists in a lab going, "We can we can now shrink people. It works." It's like, okay, so thirty seconds in, the audience now knows, yeah, that you can shrink people too small. And yeah. and considering that is the premise of the whole film and the reason people have gone to the film, thirty seconds is about enough. We Ten minutes know. later, <laughs> yeah. we have the press conference. The the people in the film are watching. Yeah. So it takes a full ten minutes for the film to establish what the audience found out in the first 30 yeah. seconds of the film. Yep. So that was, that was a waste of 10 minutes. Yep. But, however, I'm going to say, I didn't... On the line, this film is not. It is nowhere near as bad as that film. There are points that I didn't think were bad. In fact, I think it's got some merit, this film. But really? it is a mess. See, it is film. a mess, but at least On the Line had some bloody heart. <laughs> <laughs> on the Line was able to put it on the line. I saw an interesting... On the line, um, nailed its it, colours to the mast and said, this is what we are. <laughs> this never made its mind up, the whole movie. No, it did I not make its mind up. Some of, them, some of them, was he being played for laughs? The scene, spoiler alert, where his wife leans, leaves him, half yeah. of that scene is that's played for trailer, laughs. That's in the that's fine. Mm. Half of that scene is played for laughs. Half of that scene is like he's getting mad. You're yeah, like, make yeah, up yeah, your yeah. mind. Are what you is doing? This? Is this a comedy? Yeah. Make is, up your is, mind. Is this a Truman show or a Stranger Than Fiction where it's like it's it's a high concept drama, but you're playing it for laughs at points where you need to, yeah. or is it just a, a high concept sci-fi drama? If, which, if if that's the case, why do you ditch the sci-fi? Yeah, halfway yeah. through, like there, there was a moment I remember he was going on a date with someone and he he was carrying um he was just carrying a rosebud. Yes, yes. that was his bundle of flowers. Yeah, but it had been so long since you'd since they'd referenced the fact that he'd been shrunk. That I was like, why is he carrying? Oh yeah, because he's small now. <laughs> yeah, the shrinking had absolutely. I was not. To do were, with it. I was not angry with this film until Joe brought up the on the line comparison. 
No, <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what I'd say? Now I'm angry with the film. I would actually say at least on the line was consistent. Yes, it was consistent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, this fi- this film was a mess. It does. It did have its positives. Christoph Waltz being allowed to be Christoph Waltz is he just good. he was enjoying himself. He yeah, looked like I, he, and I, w- I was enjoying him. He enjoyed himself more than anyone watching this film. I would <laughs> I would say underused. Same with Kristen Wiig. Underused. Same. See, same with, that, this is uh, when the research Jason came Sudeikis. in. This is where the research came in because I read up. So Paul Giamatti was originally scheduled to be the Matt Damon role. Okay. Oh right. In uh, the Kristen Wiig role was Reese Witherspoon. Now I guarantee you, if Reese Witherspoon had been in this film, that character. Shrinked. Would would a shrink would shrink and yeah. be in the film, which yeah. I think would fit perfectly. It was really odd to have him be married, and then if anything, it would have been better if he had broken up with his wife and then decided to downsize. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To, to well, get away. That's it, the first it, thing he does with his midlife crisis. Not yeah. Oh, I'm going for a midlife crisis just after I've shrunk. Yeah, like, like it was so yeah. odd. Right. So the fi- the film starts <clears throat> as a personal journey. It's yeah. it's a it's a personal thing. Uh, you know. He's, they're deciding to shrink because they, you know, it's good for the environment and overpopulation, yeah. and, it, mm. and they'll save money. Uh, and then he gets a divorce. On the way to that, they they bring in the political element, uh, where a guy has a go at them in a in a bar, saying uh, sh- small people shouldn't be able to vote, or they should have less of a vote because they don't pay as much tax. Some of them pay no income tax because they're so rich when they shrink. Yes, and, uh, again, and then that that's brought up and then immediately dropped. Yeah, so they're not exploring that. And, I, and, and when I saw that scene, that's what I thought the film was going to turn into. I thought it was going to be yeah, you'd see tiny, the Matt, tiny Matt Damon on the stand giving a speech to a jury about how it doesn't matter how big or small you are, every person mm. is entitled to to their voice and opinion. No, it was another. It was another interesting uh, avenue they introduced, and then just drove straight past. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like, at the time, I was like, "Oh, this is quite good that they're exploring this." They didn't explore it. It just a man said it, and yeah, then that yeah. was the end of that. Then they show, and he goes through his divorce, back to the personal thing, and it's like, okay, this is quite interesting. It'd be very interesting to see, you know, he, him having a reunion with his ex-wife and then talking it out. You know, he's mm. like a tiny person. She's massive. That No, that just sort of gets dropped and he just has to move on and meet here's, someone else. Here's the thing. Go. The party scene. Mm. This happens in movies when someone who's not used to going to a party walks into a party and you're thinking, oh, God, whoa, this is crazy. And then they start enjoying themselves. That doesn't happen. Guy, people who don't go to parties <clears throat> in the movies, yeah. in, in real life, when they go to the parties, they go, I'm just not enjoying myself. This is, this this is, is as bad as this I is remember as bad as every party. Gonna sit in the parties. But it, Nobody it, in the history has gone takes... to a party <laughs> that aren't used to going to parties and think, oh, this isn't really my scene, and enjoy it. They uh, don't. Well, if, it, well, if they're given, it always happens in films. If they're so given people... what I assume to be ecstasy, probably would start enjoying it. I mm, imagine. I don't want to stick imagine. up for this film, but if you're tiny, I imagine ecstasy has a huge impact. It did, <laughs> and I and I will. I hated that scene, and I made a note of hating it. But then Matt Damon did that thing where he goes up to that group of people who are talking, and he's just sort of smiling, staring at them, and he just goes, "I'm going to take my shoes off." That was quite a funny moment. <laughs> Like the first sort of hour or so in, yeah, there were negatives to it, but I was like, I wasn't annoyed at the film, right. and then it just goes completely away from this personal journey. Well, I tell in, 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 into something much bigger, which has much less of an impact. Considering I've spent the first hour of this film, yeah. and it's a film effectively about a small man getting a divorce. Yeah, and it's now become effectively about the end of the world. And and none of these plot lines have anything to do with the fact that you shrink. Yeah. Why did we spend 45 minutes world building, shrinking as, yeah. as a plot yeah. line, if you could have done this whole movie real size? Also, mm. it's a waste of time. Christopher Waltz looks like he's enjoying himself. 
Matt Damon in some of the scenes really struggles. Mm. Like when he's doing love, you know, talk like love declarations. Mm. He's re- it's really awkward yeah. to watch. And now I know he's playing quite an awkward character, but it's just really awkward delivery and just makes you go. I just I don't I don't. I don't, I don't believe it at yeah. all. I've seen you play shy before. I've seen you play awkward before. Yeah. I've bought it every time. I don't. I don't buy this. Do not buy it at all. It, oh, I'm so it glad like had problems with it. It 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 just looked. I just think he was a bit miscast. I think it. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned Paul Giamatti because I can't remember the name of the director. But the reason I wanted to see this because he he's the one who made Sideways. Yes, with Paul Giamatti, and I really like Sideways. He That's made sideways. and he made Election with Reese Witherspoon. So that would have been the Reese Witherspoon. Oh, and that would have okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all in all, just for a film that on the surface has quite an interesting concept, promised and it looks so like it could have been something, uh, was very bad. Oh, I'm so glad you both disliked it. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't angry during it, but the more I reflect on it, the angrier I get. So what's it going to be uh, next week? Is it well, Glitter or Now we turn to Joe Power. Because well, it's, it's, well, it's my recommendation now. We've got Glitter and How the Duck coming up, but uh, I haven't had my turn to oh. give you guys some bad movie recommendations. So uh, over Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, the big thing on TV was the, uh, the Bross documentary, which yeah, I was uh, a huge fan of. I've now Loved. seen it uh, three times. Lovely uh, stuff. It's hilarious. It's, it's the new Spinal so Tap. Funny. It's brilliant. Um, and obviously Luke Goss, one of the members of Bros, mm-hmm. uh, is an actor. Yep. Oh Been God. in several films. Oh, God. Is it the film that he was cutting? No, I did look for that film. Run, uh, baby. Run! No, I did look. I did. Actually, it could be that film. Who knows? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. This film's from uh, 2014. Uh, okay. it, st- it stars Luke Goss, obviously. Lovely. Uh it also stars a man. Now, Tom, can you tell me who this guy is? An actor named Andrew Keegan. Andrew Keegan. That rings a bell. I know, I know you know the name. I know you've seen it written in film credits. Andrew Keegan. He played uh, a character we like to call Joey Eat Me Donna from 10 Things I Hate wow. About You. He's in it. He holds a gun. And the Love film it. is called April Rain. That's what right. we'll be watching. The only April problem is week. the only problem is uh, one of the rules of this movie is one of the participants can't uh, have seen it. Have you seen it? No. So. <laughs> <laughs> April Rain it is. April Rain starring Luke Goss and Andrew Keegan. Why also, for for um, listeners that aren't from England, by the way, Bros were a band that were very popular in the eighties for a little bit and then weren't. Yeah. And there was an incredible documentary called Bros After the Screaming Stops. Please I check out that uh, Yes, I thoroughly recommend this documentary. It's incredible. Chums, lots of uh, geekery this week. Mm. Yeah, we to took, a, took a trip to the Slicery. The, the Slicery? Do you remember what TV program that was from? The Slicery. Uh, the Slicery. Oh, oh a pizza, it's a pizza place. Saved uh, by the Bell. No, oh, no, it's not. The, it, it is of that era, though, isn't it? Little tiny bit later than Saved by the Bell. Keenan and Kel. No, no, right no. era. No, uh, they they the were at Rigby's. Um, sister, sister. No, Moesia. Recess. Um, the Slicery. Doug. Is it Nickelodeon? It is Nickelodeon. Is it animated? Uh, no, no not Doug, animated. Doug was Pizza Pizza. Sabrina. Uh, Clarissa. Sabrina. Oh, Sabrina. <laughs> yes. Hey Harvey, I'll meet you at the Slicery. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Big fan. 
Big fan. Oh, that was enjoyable. Oh, yes. More of that <laughs> next week. What was the Tom name? remembers a place. <laughs> <laughs> and quizzes Pat and Joe on it. What was the name of uh, when, when she was Clarissa? What was the name of the guy that used to climb <laughs> When she was wind? Clarissa. Yeah, when, Sam. Like Doctor Who. She, Sam. Yeah. Hi, Sam. Hey, Sam. Yeah, I, I just couldn't remember the name. Uh, I remember sh- the... And what was the name of her ginger brother? Um, Fergus. It was. Ferguson. 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 Yeah, he hadn't finished. <laughs> What's your cutoff point? <laughs> I wouldn't have said yes. <laughs> oh, fun! Uh, so yeah, so this week the geeky stuff. Well, the big the big thing is tonight is the Royal Rumble, one of the most important. Uh, okay, events in uh, the prediction: character. Who's going to win? The Queen, uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, and also in uh, wrestling slash Fast and the Furious news is that Roman Reigns, who unfortunately had to take a break from wrestling due to his leukemia comeback, it was announced this week that he is appearing as The Rock's brother in the Hobson Shaw uh, spin-off. Oh, good for him. So it's really good. And there's a really cool picture of him and The Rock side by side with their tops off. Always welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Royal Rumble, you think... Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Okay. Who is and Roman and so Reigns' best friend. We'll find out tonight. Uh, so by Thursday, yeah. you could be very wrong. Yes. Uh, photos from the new Quentin Tarantino film got leaked. Yes, or, well, they released. Did. They do. Look Sorry, cool. I'm just going to have to say, I think Charlotte or Becky will win the Women's Royal Rumble. Thank I know you, you don't care about that, Joe, but... I'd, <laughs> so I'd say... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Andy Murray's retired. Someone else has got to stick up for the kids. <laughs> 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 He's still laughing at the idea of a women's royal rumble. Quentin Tarantino. That's a disgrace. Oh, another misogynist. <laughs> What's he got to say for himself? It's uh, it's looking good. It is looking it's good. Looking really good. No, it's I... got an incredible cast. Insane cast. What's the budget for this flipping film? Uh, it's it's Tarantino's penultimate movie. Right. So, oh, is that wh- okay? And what will his final film be? We don't know yet. But okay. weirdly enough, it could be Star Trek. Oh, we, oh, wow. Because a while back he said, I've got an idea for a Star Trek movie, but they'd never let me make it. And a few years ago, he said the exact same thing about Casino Royale. Uh, I've got an idea for a Bond film. They'll never let me make it. I would take it straight back to the Fleming books and just remake Casino Royale really gritty. This was just after Die Another Day. That ended up being exactly what they did. Mm. Yeah, so, but he didn't have anything to do with it. No, but they... they so your prediction, nothing... You're like, oh... It's... But may, would Hollywood make that mistake again? Yeah. Because Tarantino's made, he's made a kung fu movie, he's made a western, he's made a crime Yeah, but he's never been put in front of a, in charge of a franchise like Star Trek or... But he's never made a sci-fi movie. And maybe, he he said he wants to make ten movies and then call it a day. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi is something he's never done, so maybe he, he might be willing to bend a little to studio. Is it, it's a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing count with Tarantino. Is he counting Kill Bill as two films? One. One film, okay. Volume one and volume two, but it was... And what's weird about this one is... Uh, I actually know, I suppose it kind of started with The Hateful Eight. For the longest time, his movies only ever had two-word titles. Mm. So Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill what's, Bill. What's the one about the Death car? Proof. Death, Death Proof. Proof. I was going to say... Glorious Bastards. Uh, Django Unchained. Then it was The Hateful Eight, but yeah. most people called it Hateful, Hateful Eight. Eight yeah. But then this one's what, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah, that's too long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, so Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, um, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Looks great. I think it's probably going to... Well, it's... Sta- Al Pacino? Quote, feel, feel Pacino, free, Jesus. Feel free to quote me back on this when it's mm. out. Let's talk. I was going to say it's going to be Tarantino's worst film, but then I remember just how bad Death Proof is. 
I didn't think Death Proof oh, was that it's bad. It's terrible. I uh, did so you ever watch it as as it was intended to be watched? It's meant to be a double original, isn't it? Originally, yeah, I had my eyes yeah. open. <laughs> no, it was meant <laughs> to be a double. To be it's, it's meant to be a double bill. It's a. Uh, it it was um, with Grindhouse with uh, Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. So the original cut of Death Proof was uh, like an hour. So and the 25. best way to enjoy Death Proof is to watch another film that's not Death Proof. Yeah. Right, cool. <laughs> Noted. No, but it was meant to be an experiment to recreate like the old Grand days of, of going to the cinema and seeing an A movie, a big budget blockbuster, and then a B movie, which is a high concept but much lower budget film afterwards. Do you um, remember when they cloned Dolly the Sheep? Yeah. That was another experiment in badly wrong. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> Tom was just trying to think of another c- experiment. <laughs> Yes, because I shouldn't mess with God's will. <laughs> Remember like, Dolly killing people or anything? Like, oh God, this experiment's gone wrong. No, fair enough. Tarantino was worse. <laughs> but no, so the so the original cut when it was meant to be playing against another movie, it was only like an hour and twenty minutes, hour and a half. When that flopped in America and they released both films individually uh, overseas mm. they put in loads of extra scenes and Death Proof was something like an hour and 52 hours doesn't need to be that long it was better at the original cut the shorter cut was so right. much better right. but it's still an okay film uh, yeah I didn't I didn't mind. I mean it's his worst it is sure. his worst uh, but, until uh... now quote me back come at me bro we will quote you back when the film comes out we'll be covering that later in the year I'm sure Um, Jeff the dude Bridges tweeted a little something that was quite exciting for fans of the Mm. Big Lebowski yeah yeah looks like he's back as the dude I now the date that he posted at the end of the that comes up at the end of that little trailer where if you haven't seen it it's uh, Jeff Bridges dressed as the dude from the Big Lebowski Walks into shot, looks at the camera. Uh, does he say something? I can't remember. Um, or does he just sort of nod with his glasses? I think, I think it was just a nod. The, the caption Jeff Bridges wrote was something like, stop living in the past. Or yeah. And then, which, and then in the end, it comes up with the date. The date happens to be the date of the Super Bowl, which is famous for trail adverts and stuff. Mm. I thought it was I, more famous for being American football. Uh, well, yeah, but it's, it's also famous for other things. Like, you know, the the adverts are famously very expensive and there's always, okay. like, you know, there's a rumour that the new Star Wars trailer will come out. But they are Sunday. playing American football. They, they will be playing, yes. Uh, the the playing... Rams will be playing the Patriots. It will be quite an interesting American game. American Bowls. And no, like, no. Like, I'm, a, I'm a fan of bowls, but no, not enough a, to watch the, the Super Bowls. It's, a, it's a, a American rules football. Okay. Um, but yeah, because it's super, I think it's going to, and I think uh, Stop Living in the Past will be some sort of... Uh, Catchphrase for like a, a new advert for like American Express or some yeah, or the nonsense. new iPhone. It, it's like I don't think it's Big Lebowski too. I think that information would have leaked a long time ago, way before he'd got into costume, which uh, honestly annoys me. Uh, yeah, as well it should. But yeah, so uh, Big Lebowski, uh, brace yourself for a disappointment on Super Bowl Sunday yeah. when yeah. that leads se- to absolutely nothing. Or, or if it leads to a sequel. <laughs> or if it leads to a sequel, brace yourself for disappointment in 2020. Uh, but uh, also coming up, uh, the Oscars. Yeah, we got all the nominations mm. this week. Got the nominations. And, what, uh, what do you think of the nominations? Um, I'm, uh, so a lot of people have said that um, Star is Born has been snubbed. I didn't actually see Star is Born, but I heard... Very, very many good things. I saw it. I liked it. Did Lady Gaga get a nom? Uh, I think she did. I think she got nominated. For, I think yeah, the song got, got nominated, and I think she got nominated as and well. And I think Brad, Bradley Cooper got nominated. Oh, for Best Actor. Oh, yeah, no, but that was it. He didn't get Best Director, and loads of people have said, that's ah. a snub. Mm. 
Um, and it didn't get nominated for Best Film. Right. Whereas Bohemian Rhapsody did, which didn't get as good a critical response. That's one of the ones that I haven't seen. I've seen five of the eight nominations. You cannot, oh, have you? cannot worry about critics, Joe. No, well, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, but I've never been right. that big on Queen, so I wasn't in a rush to see it anyway. Right. I've not seen... Uh, it's good. I've not seen The Favourite, which is the Olivia Colman one. I really want to see uh, that. seems to be the front runner. Well, the uh, favourite, you could mm. say. Uh, very nice. Uh, no, and the I front haven't... runner. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's the Hugh Jackman film that didn't get nominated for anything. It didn't get nominated for anything, did it? Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Vice either. I've seen uh, Black Panther, Black Klansman, uh, Green Book, Roma, and A Star Is Born. Black Klansman. Oh, A Star Is Born did get nominated for Best Picture. It did. There oh, go. there you go. Black Klansman so is, is Spike what? Lee's so... first Best Director nomination. Yeah, that's mad, isn't I'd it? I'd never realised that, that until, until I just said it just now. Someone, <laughs> someone fact-checked that. <laughs> Black Klansman, uh, I, think, I think out of those films, I think Black Klansman is my favourite uh, out of the ones I've seen. But I can't, I can't judge until I've seen all eight. Right. But did, I'd like Black Klansman to win it from the ones I've seen. Did you guys see Richard E. Grant's uh, reaction? Yes. Oh, <laughs> so goodness. gorgeous. Goodness I, love He's him. one of my favourite people on Twitter. He's just... He's always so happy. I love his little video because I, st- I didn't realise he was even on Twitter until he posted the video explaining his excitement about being in the new Star Wars. And I'm like, mm. oh, I'm going to be friends with this guy. Yeah. And now he's got <laughs> nominated for an Oscar. Didn't and he's follow just... you back. No, so cruel. <laughs> I and tried I've... to be friends with this guy. And I've always loved with Nail and I. It's so rude. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we actually once saw Richard E. Grant on stage with uh, The Fast Show years we ago. We did, we did. I believe yes. the same night we saw David Tennant playing the Doctor on stage. Uh, yeah. So with the Far Show. And Paul, far Paul show. Weller turned up for Jazz Club, didn't he? Oh, of course, yeah. That was, uh, that was a good show. <laughs> that was an incredible show. <laughs> that was a good night. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, yeah, so I mean, that, those, those are the big ones, right? Uh, I, I would love it if Sophie from Peep Show is an Oscar-winning actress. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would be amazing. It's weird what you end up backing, mm. and for reasons why I like. I didn't sure. see uh, the film that Mark Rylance won the Oscar for, but I really wanted him to win because he is a voice in a children's TV program <laughs> <laughs> uh, that me and my daughter watched together. So I was like, come on. Come on, what? flop. <laughs> what? That's the name of his character. Uh, and same with Olivia Coleman. Like, I, I have not seen... Fa- My mum and dad went to see it and said they enjoyed it. Right. Um, although apparently there's lots of lesbian sex in them and they... in the f- in, Not in their relationship. Um, <laughs> right. There's lots of lesbian sex in the film and they said there was a lot of people around that them were quite elderly. And they right, were, uh, yeah. Daytime, s- daytime cinema yeah. viewing of a, a royal film. Uh, Saoirse Ronan. Right? Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Mm. Ladybird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, she was rumored to be nominated and wasn't. So I'd say that was a snub. But I'd say a star is born to get everything bar the best director. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because Bohemian Rhapsody didn't get best director. <laughs> no, it did not get best director. <laughs> it got best no, nominated for best. Got, and I wonder who will collect it. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah, it, but mm. it didn't get best director. Mm. No. Uh, no, I, I quite. Get, were you about to ask <laughs> me about? Mary? No, it was just some nice lightly treading there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Nice, <laughs> nicely trod. Um, nicely tr- <laughs> in a family-friendly podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, would you? Would you? No. What do you think of uh, Black Panther nominated for best film? Um, I I don't know if it will win, but no, um, I don't think it will win. But I'm very I'm very happy it won. I mean, because they were the 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 academy it, it, had it, it, introduced it didn't win. 
I'm very happy it won the nomination. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like the Academy in general to start looking at... Well, this, this was the thing last year, because j- shortly after the Oscars, they announced that there was going to be a new category. It was like mm. a best entertainment or film. Best popular, popular film. Yeah, film. And, it, and it seemed like the reason they were doing that was so they could chuck an Oscar at Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, that, but, the, but that, did that category even come up? I don't think they no, went no, through they, it, did they? They, they? Haven't, they haven't done they it They backtracked yet. on it. Right. Yeah, because so, a lot, so, I mean, a lot I'm, of people, there was a backlash from members of the Academy, but the Oscars have been, like TV in general has had dwindling viewers for the last few mm. years since, mm. the, since the rise of the internet. But the Oscars especially, that's like a four-hour show mm. where, uh, uh, other, than, other than us, where we, we go out of our way to make sure we've seen all the Best Picture nominees, mm. people aren't just going to tune into it if they haven't seen any of the movies that are featured. No, absolutely. Yeah. Because of course. They, have, they have no stakes in who wins. So you need to start recognising popular films as well. Oh, absolutely, you should. But then, but then also, you know, in the past, and Tom, I know you'll jump, jump straight on me for this, but, you know, Titanic won an awful lot of Oscars. Yeah. yeah. It's not like but then, film. But then a lot Good. of time it comes down to... Good. A lot of time it comes down to money. So who's, sure, yes. who's funding their, their Oscar campaign? Who's paying for thousands of free screeners sure. to send out to people? Who's and, paying for advertisements in Variety and billboards? And did you, did you yeah, see but also, the... Titanic just swept everything like cinema... There was no like, acting noms for... Titanic. No, 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 uh, famously. No. Um, yeah, it, it won, it won but a it lot won of Oscars. Best, it won Best Picture, though, didn't it? But it yeah, didn't, but if you, if but you looked... didn't win the Big Five. Only three films have won the Big Five. Yeah. Uh, we've been through this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On the line? But did, but did you see, did you see the, uh, talking of the screener, for? did you see what the screener looked like for um, Black Panther? No. Because they basically, ma- they, like the cover made it look as little like a... Uh, a, a Marvel movie, oh, a, right. as possible. It was just a like a a, gr- a great picture of um, T'Challa. What's his name? The actor, oh, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Just a picture of him looking, uh, you know, very smart. Really tough. Are there members of the Academy that would be fooled by? That? <laughs> I know, right? The, considering the, like, the, the opening aware, sequence of that film, that aren't aware of the impact that film had yeah. when mm. it came out. They go, oh, no, of course not. Of yeah, course come not. on. But, um, but no, but uh, also. Um, got nominated for Best Song as well. So Kendrick Lamar is now Oscar nominated, which I think is quite exciting. Um, I, I, re- I really wanted to win something. I don't want Suicide Squad to have more Oscars. Oh, yeah, Black my Panther. word. <laughs> Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, the but, hair and makeup was great, to be fair. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely fine. Uh, but one, one last bit of uh, geekery this week. Uh, Sopranos. Uh, the... Prequel, sequel, prequel? Uh, the prequel movie. Yeah. But I don't know on what platform it's going to be released. I don't know if it's going to be like a feature length TV, TV episode. But right. they, they have been talking about it for years. And then a year or two is years ago. Is it the Saints of Newark, is it? Yeah, something like that. Or Saints of New Jersey. Saints or, of New Jersey. It was uh, David Chase who created the show said that he had a, he had a script for it eventually. And right. we're like, okay. Still don't know how I feel about just just having it i still don't know mm. if we need it but mm. all right fair enough but now this week we found out that they've cast a young tony soprano in it and i'm i, I always liked the fact that it was going to be related to tony's dad i always felt like that was a character that we didn't spend enough time with sure, yeah in the show go on thomas it's called? the many saints of newark ah the many saints of thank newark. you thomas um they've took the uh straight out of compton route haven't they 
because in Straight Outta Compton, Ice Cube is played by his son. Ice Cube's son, oh, of course. He's very, yeah. very good as well. Oh, yeah, which leads us on to the news. Tiny Soprano will be played by <laughs> James Gandolfini's <laughs> no, son. Tiny, Tiny Soprano. soprano. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hold me down now, how, Tiny Soprano. How long have you been holding on to that, mate? <laughs> <laughs> when did the, the news break? Okay, so time for me to you look like you're gonna say something tom just let you know yeah we didn't bring up nevermore again oh again <laughs> and <laughs> we queued it up and pat has read like a demon <laughs> yeah i have I've uh, uh, just quickly i quite i quite enjoyed it we'll t- we will talk about it at length next oh. week i promise nevermore it'll be the first charles and morgan crow first thing next week first thing after peeves next first week. thing after peeves next week all right oh jeez. okay so i've got a quiz for you guys um for those that listened last week, no, will know that I uh, did a higher or lower thing and read it out in the wrong order. Unfortunately, yeah, it was a bit all over the place. Was, that it? was bad. That was bad. But I'm, I'm, I will try and redeem myself this week. So this week, uh, I've got eight questions, okay. and I'm, I'm okay. chucking them at both of you. Right? Is it buzz in? It's not a buzz in. I just want one of you to I want both of you to give an answer. Effectively, every question I'm giving you is a snitch. Oh, but oh. they're worth one point. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's more than more than some snitches we've had. That's what I'm saying, effectively. But the actual yeah. snitch would be worth three points. Um, oh. uh, okay, so question one, mm-hmm. the first to both of you. But I'll go, Tom. You can answer first. Uh, what I want you to do is give me your answer. Don't don't give me any working out, and I will tell you if you're correct at the end of the eight questions. Okay. Okay. So, how many Oscars did the Harry Potter films win? In total, closest guess gets the point, and I'm talking not about Fantastic Beasts, just okay. the eight, just the eight movies. Okay, what's your uh, guess, Thomas? I think two, two for Tom. I've gone five. You've gone five. Okay. Um, question two. Oh, which Harry Potter film won the most Oscars? Am I going to Pat? I'll go to Pat first. Uh, I've gone for number three, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay, Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. Okay, it's a better guess actually. Uh, question: they do, they do Lord of the Rings. Save them up for the last one. <laughs> question yeah. three: Which films have won more Oscars, the Harry Potter series or the Quentin Tarantino series? <sighs> Thomas, what do you think? Uh, is that including acting? Uh, it's including acting. It's just Oscars. Oscars okay. brackets general. Yes. Oh, actually wins. Lot of nominations. I'll go for Tarantino. You're going for Tarantino, Patrick. Yeah. I've also written down Tarantino. Okay. Uh, question four. Which is more? The money taken at box office by Quentin Tarantino's last film mm. or the money Billy McFarland had to forfeit after the fire Festival? Oh. <gasps> oh. Covering all grounds here. I'm going to go with Fire Festival. Same, Fire. Both going for Fire Festival. Okay. Question five. In the US, which was higher? Sales of Deathly Hallows on the day of release or the number of viewers for the finale of The Sopranos? Oh. Uh, number of viewers. Number of viewers for Tom. Patrick? I, I've gone with sales on day of release. Sales on day of release. Okay. Question six. How much did Pulp Fiction gross in total? Ooh, I've got no idea. Um, and this is uh, the actual count. It's not adjusted. 
count. Okay, uh, I'll. Is it, oh, pa- is it Patrick? It's me first. Okay. I've gone for 110 million. 110 million. 125 million. 125 million. Okay. Um, uh, question seven, the penultimate question. Yes. How many awards in general, not Oscars, because we know the answer will be zero, were won for downsizing? That's any award for anything to do with that film. How many? Any award? award? As in, like, like, as in, like, acting awards, makeup awards, special effects awards, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go for uh, three. For three? Three for Tom. Oh, I've gone for eight. You've gone for eight. Okay. Um, And the last question. Which number is greater? James Gandolfini's pay for the last season of Sopranos or... The opening weekend take for Quentin Tarantino's Oscar-nominated Hateful Eight. Gandolfini's pay. Gandolfini's pay is what Tom's going for. Because that's, that's all together, the whole series, yeah? That's the, the, the entire series. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Gandolfini as well. Okay, you're both going for Gandolfini. Now I'll take you through the questions. Question one. Okay. And the answers, hopefully. And the answers, mate. <laughs> Question one, I asked you how many Oscars did the Harry Potter films win in total? The first Oscar won by the Harry Potter franchise was for Fantastic Beasts. The Harry Potter films won zero I nearly said Oscars. zero. I nearly said it. So that one goes to Tom for guessing two. Oh, I nearly said zero. Nearly... Which Harry Potter film won the most Oscars? None of them None did, of them. so you're both wrong. Uh, which... well, we were never going to get that one, yeah. then, were we? If, not if you knew that it was uh, zero Oscars. Yeah. You could you could have just said zero. Yeah. Uh, we, okay, which films won more Oscars? Quentin Tarantino. You both got that right. Yeah. Okay. Because Christopher uh, Waltz got won it for Inglorious Bastards. Didn't yeah, he? and yeah. he he won. Uh, and Quentin Tarantino won Best Writer for Pulp Fiction and yeah. for uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. Uh, question four: Which is more, the money taken at box office by Tarantino's last film or Billy McFarland? It was Quentin Tarantino. Ah, Billy McFarlane paid twenty six million out, uh, and Quentin Tarantino took fifty four million. Right. That's good. <clears throat> uh, in the US, which was higher, sales of Deathly Hallows on release day or the number of viewers? It was number of viewers. Tom got it. Yes. It was eleven point oh. nine million viewers, eight point three million sales I on the first didn't day. Didn't hear in the US what was higher. Oh, sorry, right. man. That's all right. That's my fault. Uh, how much did Pulp Fiction gross in total? Uh, you said 110, Pat. Tom yep. said 125. 213.9 million. Wow. That's pretty good Four times it. as much in 1994 than his last film. That's quite Jesus. insane, isn't it? Mm. Uh, so but Tom wasn't that, that just one. the opening weekend for his last film? Uh, no, that was the total take for his last film. Hateful Eight total take was... 54 million. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty bad. Um, how many awards, brackets, general, were won for downsizing? The answer is two. It won oh. the National Board of Review Top 10 Films Award and the Santa Barbara International Film Festival Virtuoso Award went to uh, Hong Chao for her character. In she got film. nominated for a Golden Globe for that. Did she really? Mm-hmm. Well, Jiminy Cricket. I know. <laughs> did not win. So I won that one as well. Uh, you, you won that one. And the last question, uh, James Gandolfini or the opening weekend take for Hateful Eight? It was Gandolfini. He got paid $1 million per episode for that last season. Right. Uh, and the opening weekend was $4.6 million, So right. he did more than five episodes in that last season. He did well so. to make $54 million then. So, yeah. It was 4.6 opening. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, okay. So, Tom, you got one, two, three, four, five, six versus Pat's one, two... 
is, well, Germany is 6 2 to Thomas. Out of a hateful eight questions. And, and the and, snitches and, were three. And the snitches <laughs> were three, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> but, I w- but because of that, I will give it to Pat at the beginning. I gave you a top trumps card, Pat. Play your top trump. You get to choose any category. See if it beats two. Oh, any category? Um, temper. Eight. Eight. Oh, it's and it's a draw. One point <laughs> five points each. Uh, well, should we, what, 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 what? Just for fun, what would the other ones have been? Uh, I'd have gone for magic eighty-five. Oh, magic forty. Oh. Oh. Can you name your characters, guys? Courage. Professor Severus Snape. My courage is twenty. Twelve. Draco Malfoy. That was the only one oh, that geez. would have drawn it. Jeez, you oh, you chose the <laughs> only one. <Pat. laughs> yeah, but it was irrelevant anyway. You had a professor and you didn't think, choose magic. Or, or courage. Think of the yeah, courage of the man. He, he could have had a professor as well. I didn't uh, know that. Well, I don't know well, if you know about the whole point of the game. I thought he might have had Dumbledore, and Dumbledore's got less of a temper. Okay, He's... well, uh, ex- well, expect similar snitches in coming weeks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we are always bringing it back to Potter in some way or another. Um, yes. Well, okay, so Tom, you are victorious this week. I'll update the spreadsheet. That, I Lovely believe that's 2-1 to you for the year so far. Long way to go, Patrick. Long Listen. way to go. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, my name is Tom Toll. <laughs> my name is Patrick Collins. I'm Joe Power. This has been After All This Time. Always. Baggers. <laughs> <laughs>